This says it's on. Which ones am I on now? Okay, Hebrews chapter number 11 tonight. And uh, uh, that's the virus's fault. We'll just blame it on that. Uh, Hebrews 11. And I uh, appreciate the music tonight. And, uh, you know, as a pastor, there's a lot. If, you, if you're in the ministry long enough and you invest in lives long enough, you get to have a part uh, in lives. And you remember that there's some who take uh, everything you say literally. And I'm a fairly sarcastic person. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, but they take things literally. And I don't know if you remember the last time uh, this group sang in my message, I used them as an illustration of I could think back to giving counsel to every single one of them uh, before they got married. And then it clicked on me, Daniel's not married. And I said, well, except for Daniel. And I don't know if you remember that. I looked right to the camera and said, Daniel, get with it. He took me literally. And uh, he has proposed uh, to Miss Ashley, and I didn't even know they were dating, but he, <laughs> he said, Pastor said, do it, so praise the Lord. You pray for that, and uh, hopefully the Lord's in that. Uh, but uh, I appreciate uh, those who, uh, if the pastor says it, then, then it's got to be done. And so, uh, but uh, I believe they have something scheduled for uh, late uh, October of 2022 or something like that. And so... Uh, Hebrews chapter number 11, we're going to read one verse of scripture, verse number 5, and uh, as uh, I've said this morning before I preached, I want you to uh, give me your intention, because the message tonight, um, every truth of the Word of God is life-changing, and if you let the Bible change you, it will change you. Matter of fact, I'll say it like this. If you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit who dwells within you, the Holy Spirit who authored this book. For the Bible not to change you, you have to fight the Spirit of God. For you not to be changed by the Bible, you have to shun it and stay away from it. Otherwise, it will change you because it has that supernatural power. So uh, tonight, I'm going to speak on a very important subject. It's a simple subject. Of course, it's going to tie to faith. It's going to show you another aspect of faith. And I hope uh, as we have kind of uh, gone into this impromptu weekly study at when this whole uh, pandemic began, I hope that uh, we're reminded of how we please God. Uh, but tonight I want to uh, read one verse of Scripture. And I, don't, and, and, I don't, and I say this, and I'm actually saying it, and I mean it tonight. I don't intend on being very long this evening. But I want you to hear what I have to say because it's vital. It's important. Uh, if there's somebody in the service tonight or watching tonight who has not grasped this yet, if you'll grasp it, uh, it'll literally not only change your life, it'll affect others. It will please God. So now I want us to look at one verse of Scripture, verse number 5, Hebrews chapter number 11. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation. He had this testimony that he pleased God. The Old Testament scripture tells us that Enoch walked with God. Hebrews 11 verse number 5 tells us that his testimony was that he pleased God. 
Hebrews chapter number 11 reminds us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if he pleased God, and all we know about Enoch is he walked with God, it's very easy to draw the conclusion that the fact that Enoch walked with God is the very thing that pleased God. And so tonight I want to speak on the subject of faith to walk with God. Faith to walk with God. Father, I pray tonight that uh, the Spirit of God would help us, would teach us, would instruct us. And Father, what a crucial aspect of the Christian life. I'm afraid, though, many times in the life of a Christian, we talk about the walk with God more than we actually walk with you. And Father, I pray that if that's the case tonight, that we'll be honest enough and we'll be uh, willing enough to uh, look at our own walk and may it improve, may we grasp some truths tonight so that we might please you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope by now that we have seen in Hebrews chapter number 11, again, we spent a year in Sunday school talking about faith, faith in action. We've had messages in recent weeks from Hebrews chapter number 11. I hope that we've grasped that faith truly is how we please God. It's the truth because Scripture tells us it is, but then we see in the lives of these individuals that God has preserved for us in Scripture, we can see how they please God and see the faith that they lived by. One thing that, as I've preached messages in recent weeks, we have been reminded of that not everybody in this passage of Scripture, Hebrews 11, known as the great faith chapter or the hall of faith, if you will, not all of them had the uh, same experiences, not all of them had the same abilities, not all of them had the same responsibilities, but yet God chose to preserve them as an example to you and I of faith, of those that pleased Him. We refer to this as the great faith chapter, the hall of faith, if you will, but it could also be named, and perhaps more accurately named, a, a recording of those that please God. Because you cannot separate pleasing God from living a life of faith. And often we as a Christian say, well, I always want to please God. Then you have to live by faith. And so as I get into the Bible study tonight in our text, and we speak of the, the faith of Enoch and the faith to walk with God, I want to remind us once again, as I, as I refer back to a couple of statements I made in recent weeks, you don't have to have the faith that you think you have. You don't have to have the ability that you think you have to please God. Faith is what pleases God. Well, I'm not an Abraham. You don't have to be. Well, I'm not a Moses. You don't have to be. Well, I'm not a King David. I'm not that natural leader. You don't have to be. The common thread is not they all had the same talent. The common thread is not all that they came from the, the same backgrounds. The common thread is the fact that they pleased God because they lived a life of faith. Tonight we're going to talk about walking with God, and I don't think we associate our walk with the Lord with faith like we should. Enoch walked with God. He's recorded in Hebrews 11, verse number 5, as pleasing God. He is mentioned in Hebrews 11 because of his faith, because faith is how you please the Lord. If the God in heaven, if our God, our heavenly Father, if he looks down at your individual life and says, that child of mine 
pleases me, it's going to be directly tied to your faith. You say, well, well, pastor, what if I don't have faith? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You increase your faith by the word of God. We look at this aspect of walking with God. We say that as preachers. We often say it as Christians. You need to have a walk with the Lord. Often that's one of the first things we say. It is certainly good, practical, sound advice to a new Christian. The first thing you need to do now is a New child of God, as a convert of Christ, you need to learn how to walk with the Lord. We teach our children. We say that you need to walk with the Lord. It's an emphasis in our Sunday school department. It's an emphasis in our, in our, in our team department. It's an emphasis uh, in, in our Sunday school classes as adults. But I'm afraid, uh, not only do we not uh, tie faith to that as we should... But we, we don't really either understand it or we don't take the time to make sure that we're doing it. Walking with God is simply fellowship with God. Adam, the first man, walked with God in the cool of the day. What did he do? He fellowshiped with God. Fellowship takes two people. There's an interaction. Sometimes one party talks to the other and the other one talks right back. That's fellowship. But sometimes you, you think of fellowship with fellow, your fellow man. Sometimes when you fellowship, one party is doing all the talking. And one party is listening. And then there can be another fellowship and the roles can be reversed. Fellowship, walking with God, <coughs> is fellowship. So if we are going to fellowship with God, there has to be a set time where I talk to him, and he talks to me. I'm thankful for the church. I'm thankful for the ability <coughs> to assemble together and hear the word of God preached. It is a responsibility of a Christian to assemble. It's the responsibility of a Christian to be part of a church. Uh, every, it's the will of God for every child of God to be part of a local New Testament. And if it's a local New Testament church, it's a Baptist church. It's the will of God for in, in the life of every Christian. Why? Because we get helped. My, my prayer tonight is when you leave the, the service this evening is to have been helped by the Word of God. To put us in a, in a, in a, in a situation, put us in an atmosphere where the songs have prepared our heart to hear from the Word of God. The songs have put our focus on God and what He's done for us. And then the Word of God, where the Spirit of God can work in our heart and highlight in areas of our life that we're lacking uh, so that we can increase our faith or, or maybe increase our service for the Lord or, or we'd be convicted and feel the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God about an area in our life uh, that, 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 that we are lacking in or, or just, if I can say it like this, sin that we have in our hearts that the Spirit of God convicts us about so that we do something about it. We come and gather as a church, but I'm talking about your fellowship with God. Your walking with the Lord. Your time when you talk to God and God talks to you. Tonight we're going to see how faith is tied to walking with God. Let me remind all of us before I get into the outline tonight, it, without faith it is impossible to please God. We look at Enoch 
And he's in Hebrews chapter number 11. Outside of our Savior himself, that pattern for the faith and that pattern for a man and flesh and blood, for us to look to and say, they had faith, they pleased God. And if you and I are going to please God, yes, we have to live by faith. But that faith has got to get more specific than some big general word that we throw out there. We've got to have faith to walk with God. And yes, Moses is in Hebrews chapter 11 because by faith, He led the people of God out of Egypt. By faith, he led them to the promised land. But Enoch is in the same chapter. He is is preserved there, and God did it, and God says, He pleased me. And all we know about Enoch is that he walked with God. Let me jump into the outline tonight. Number one, if you're going to have the faith to walk with God, you've got to have the faith to get started. I wish this was deeper, but you've got to have the faith to get started. If you go back, and I, don't, I won't take time this evening, but go back to the book of Genesis and look at the life of Enoch. He began walking with God when he was 65 years of age. He didn't start out at 5, 6, 7, 13, 14, 15, 16. He was 65. And he decided something happened in his life. The scripture records that that's when he began to walk with God. Maybe it was the, he's the father of Methuselah. Maybe it was Methuselah being born. We don't know. But at 65 years of age, something changed. And he said, I'm going to start walking with God. This could be the whole message tonight. You got to have faith to get started. If, if you're not walking with the Lord as you should, meaning if you don't have the fellowship where sometimes you just, you just sit and you listen to God speak to you, and then there's sometimes, God, I've got to tell you what everything's, everything that's on my heart. I've got to tell you what is on, 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 uh, that I need from you. Most times it's going to be He talks to you for a little while through the Scripture, and you talk to Him a little while through prayer. That is your fellowship. That is your time together walking with the Lord. It's not ever going to happen unless you have the faith to get started. You know why? You may want to write this down. This might be the deepest thing you've heard all day. You know why Christians don't have a walk with God? They don't ever start. You got to have the faith to get started. You got to decide to get started. You don't know how it would change your life to say, every day I'm going to start my day in the scripture. Every day, I'm going to start my day in the Word of God. Well, Pastor, I just don't have time. You can get up earlier. Pastor, I just don't have time. Turn your TV off. Pastor, I just don't have time. Put your phone down. It's a prioritizing our fellowship with the Lord. Before I move on, without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. To grow our faith, we've got to have more scripture in our life. You've got to have enough faith to get started. And tonight, if you get nothing else, if you don't have a a set relationship with the Lord, if you're not walking with the Lord, and by the way, um, there's certain places that the Lord's not walking. So uh, that's, that's number one. And if we're walking with the Lord, uh, there are certain places we won't go as a Christian. 
Uh, if we're walking, well, well, you know, I just, there's some people that, well, you walk with the, and it, it's amazing, I'm getting off on a little sidetrack here, it's like, well, pastor, I want to, please God, I want, and, but there's some people who, who, before I got saved, there's some people who are going, I, I love them, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to turn my back on them, that, number one, that's a cop-out, but I've learned something in my life, if I walk with the Lord, people will leave me, I don't have to leave them, but you've got to have the faith to get started. And my desire tonight as your pastor is for somebody who tonight at this very moment, you don't have a walk with the Lord you, to get started tonight, to make up your mind, determine that I am going to have the faith to get started. He was 65. Quit using as the excuse that you didn't grow up in a Christian home. Quit using it as an excuse you got saved later in life. Quit using it as an excuse uh, that all these things that take place and just decide to start. If Enoch can start at 65, you can start at 15, at 25, 35. You could even start at 65. And dare I say it, you could even start at 75 tonight. If you don't have a walk with the Lord, have the faith to get started. Number two, have the faith to be consistent. Enoch walked with God, not for days, not for weeks, not for months, not for years, not even for decades, but for centuries, Enoch walked with God. The Bible doesn't tell us a lot about Enoch. He's referred to in the first book of the Bible, and we know that from that he walked with God. The scripture says he was translated. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. But we don't know a whole lot about him, but we can draw from the, conclu draw from the conclusion of our own life that Enoch probably wasn't without problem. He probably wasn't without difficulty. He probably wasn't without temptation because we know that sin had passed from that first man, Adam, but he had the faith to be consistent and walk with the Lord for centuries. That's what we need in our life is the faith to be consistent. After you decide that you're going to get started, decide that you're going to be consistent. Decide that you're going to do it on a consistent basis. Just, you know, we make so many excuses and we want to justify why, why, why a generation is falling out of our churches and why people aren't finishing. We want to blame it on all the wrong reasons. And I can draw back to we don't have the faith to walk with God and to keep walking with God because a lot of the very people who are saying that it's because things are too rigid in the independent Baptist church and things are and the pastor is this and that and it's just too old-fashioned. No, I remember when those same people had a walk with the Lord, but they weren't consistent to stay with it. They didn't have the faith. You're going to be consistent and you're going to walk with the Lord for months, years, decades. You've got to have faith. If I were to ask you to, if we were to take time tonight and say, somebody tell me something great Enoch accomplished, raise your hand. Somebody tell me of a sermon that Enoch preached that made a difference. You can't find one. Somebody tell me, turn, can you turn to the book of Enoch tonight and Look at all the scriptural documentation of what God preserved about the life of Enoch. Oh, no, you can't find that. There's just a few verses in scripture. See, Pastor, why, why do you bring that up? 
Because we don't know of any sermon Enoch ever preached. We don't know of any remarkable thing Enoch did from a human perspective. You know, the things that we think that we have to do in order to please God, but we do find God in heaven saying, He pleased me, He he made me happy, and the only thing we know about Him is He walked with God. Tonight, we need to make sure that we have the right priorities in our life. As I preached this morning, we need to make sure the, the Lord is in our boat as we go through this journey. But we also need to make sure that we are walking with the Lord because it takes faith to be consistent, faith to keep our eyes on Him, faith to trust Him. And to think of this, you know how much faith it had to be for Him to just believe God and to fellowship with God and to have God speak to Him and to commune with Him with no written Word of God. He had to have faith. But for 300 years, He walked with the Lord. Let me make this statement, I'll move on to number three. We should never underestimate the lives of people who may not have accomplished much in the way of what we would call tangible, but whose lives were an example of those who had a close relationship with God. I hadn't thought of this illustration until just now. I'll use it, I'll use it now. I remember as a college student training underneath Dr. Jack Howells. And whenever, I, as I... And my father traveled with him for many years, preached with him, and had a different viewpoint that others had. And, and by the way, let me interject this. Talk to somebody who knew Jack Howells before you listen to somebody who didn't know him. And uh, if you want clarification on that, you can come to me after the service. But what a preacher. My goodness. What a preacher. But I remember as a young man, and I had graduated from college, I'd come back working on staff, and he was here preaching. And I took him to, I had the privilege of driving him from the church to his hotel. Before he got out of the car, he had a word of prayer with me and got out of the car. When he exited the vehicle, I can recall the many times I heard him say as a college student, Oh, you preacher boys, you want to preach like Jack Howes, but you don't want to pray like Jack Howes. Oh, you want the you, you you want the cry, you want somebody to preach to, you want somebody, but you don't want you don't want to pray like Jack Howes. And he would often teach that in his schedule there was twenty hours in a week of prayer. It's no wonder there was the results there were. But I remember after pulling away from that hotel, all of those memories came back to me. And after hearing the man talk to God as if he was in the car with us, I said, I don't want to preach like Jack Howes. I want to pray like Jack Howes. Read Hebrews chapter number 11. I think it would do us good. To say, I, I don't want the leadership ability of Moses because I, God didn't give it to me. But I thought the walk with God that Enoch had, I may not be able to 
fill up a Sunday school bus like someone else. I may not have the ability to teach a Sunday school class like someone else. I may never have the opportunity or ability to preach a message or sing a song or, or play an instrument. But you know what I can do to please God? I can fellowship with Him. I can walk with Him. There's one thing that I want my God to know, that I'm going to show up when it's time for us to fellowship. He's going to be there in the cool of the day. He's going to be there. He is going to know, and I think that pleases God. Because we have to get this straight in our life, because we can get busy doing, but if you don't have this established... The storm is going to come. Life is going to take place. And you're not going to have the foundation. You're not going to have the faith. You're not going to have the strength that comes from knowing when you're spending that time with God. And you can literally feel the presence of God. and The Word of God begins to speak and to minister and to burn. And, and that communication with Him, that's what will sustain you when nothing else is there to show for Number three, faith to walk with God is faith in God. Faith to walk with God is faith in God. And before I expand on this, let me just remind all of us, this is why we as Christians make bad decisions. Because we don't have a walk with God. Some of you, are not, you're not going to be happy with me after this. But I'll just go quarantine myself and I'll get over it. It's not hard to see who doesn't have a walk with God. It's not hard at all. Because you, you can tell by a lack of faith. You can tell by spirit. You can tell by associations. You can tell by direction. This is why it is fundamentally important in our life. Do we believe God does everything decently and in order? He lists a lot of people in Hebrews chapter number 11. Do you believe that he listed every verse in the order and preserved it in the order that he wanted it in? I do. He starts the chapter, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The first individual he speaks of in Hebrews chapter number is 11 is Abel. Abel who had faith to offer the sacrifice for salvation, for forgiveness of sins. That's the first thing God mentions. Probably the priority when it comes to our faith. Faith in the shed blood of the perfect Lamb of God. That's the first thing that you've got to have established in your life. Is it, a, is, it a, is it by chance? Is it a wonder that the second individual mentioned in Hebrews chapter number 11 is Enoch, who walked with God? And friend, you can look at that however you want to look at it, but make me, let me make a simple application. Salvation, and then the first thing a child of God needs to get established in their life is a walk and a fellowship with God. Faith to walk in with God is faith in God. Walking with God is the result of faith. And it takes faith to spend time on a daily basis building a relationship with God. You can't see Him. Anybody tells you they've seen Him, 
You can't touch him. But oh, if you spent time with him, you know he's real. You know what his Bible says is true. This is so fundamental. This has been on my, my, my heart. And, and I want our, our, all of our young people to understand from, from as small as, as can be in the service all the way up to our, our young adults, even in, especially younger adults getting up even to young couples. You make decisions in your life that will affect you the rest of your life. And if you're not anchored in the Word of God, you can't understand faith. You can't understand consequences. Because there's only one way to learn that. It's by faith in God. We walk with Him because we have faith and know that He hears us and is pleased and we allow Him to speak to us through His Word. We allow Him to speak to us through His Word. You know, sometimes, this, and the Bible tells us this is the case, the Bible, but the Bible doesn't just tell us what we want to hear. It tells us what God has said that we need to hear about ourselves. And, and maybe you'll agree with this, maybe you won't. I usually don't say things that I'm afraid people won't agree with me on, but if you read the Bible, if you can say it's been a long time since you've read the Word of God, and the Bible's disagreed with you, you're not reading the Word of God. You, so I'm going to go spend some time in prayer. I, I would encourage that. But be prepared for the Spirit of God to bring to your mind your failings, your faults. See, Faith to walk with God is faith in God. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you have faith in God? How many of you want to have a faith in God? See, based on what I'm teaching tonight, based on what the Scripture tells us about the life of Enoch and how he pleased God, I don't think it's a stretch at all. I think it's a very strong conclusion to, to, to make that conclusion and connection that you cannot have faith in God without having a walk with God. There's a lot of Christians hashtagging faith. And they, have, they don't have faith because they've got no walk. Say, Pastor, I, I want to increase my faith. How do I grow in my faith? Concentrate on your walk with God. And your faith will grow. Pastor, I, I want to have faith... Well, it, it, Let's just be honest. It's true of all of us. When we enter that storm, oh, I, I've got to have God's intervention. I've got to get in the Word of God. I've got to pray. And we spend more time with God than just the routine. And what do we find? We find that our faith is strengthened from the Word of God. But what if we did that on a daily basis? It takes faith. The faith to walk with God is faith in God. Number four and finally. We find a faith that translates. The book of Genesis is very clear in the fact that it tells us that Enoch walked with God. 
And we have reference to it in verse number 5, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. You cannot please God without faith. The scripture establishes that. So he pleased God for before the translation. What was that translation? Enoch never saw death. He walked with God for not decades, but centuries. And he had such a close relationship with God that the scripture tells us he was translated. That word means to move from one place or condition to another. So if we apply that to Enoch in his relationship with God, when God translated Enoch, which means he personally moved Enoch from earth to heaven. God so enjoyed the fellowship with Enoch, and it was such a fellowship that God said, I'm just going to translate you. I'm just going to move you from earth to heaven, and we're going to fellowship the way we've been fellowshipping, we're just going to do it up close and personal now. What a relationship with God. What a standard that has been set. I'm going to get ahead of myself, but Christian, don't wait till you get to heaven to start fellowshipping with your God. And faith leads to translation. Now, Pastor, how do we apply that to us? I don't believe God's going to do that with us and that we're not going to see death and where he's just going to translate us from, from earth to heaven. No, I don't believe that either. But let me make an application. We can have such a close walk with God that it is but a simple step between the portal of death. Our relationship can be so close to him that we pick up right where we left off when we take our last breath on this side of eternity and step into his presence. Enoch walked with God, and he was on earth, and God translated him. Would, would it be a wonderful thing in the life of a believer to walk with God so that our translation, while different than Enoch's, from earth to heaven is just but a step in fellowship with him in, 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 in our presence and in person. We spend so much time with him, and it's just second nature to spend time with him. And our fellowship is such joy, and it's such, so regular that when the time comes and God says, I'm bringing my child home, it's, it's just a step. There's nothing really different other than now we're in, we're in a body of glory. Now we are in his presence. Now we fellowship him for all of eternity in a little bit different way because we are now in our glorified body. But our, our, our relationship is such that we just step from one place to the other. It should be almost as seamless as his was. Well, we may already know, but... That's on my growing list of questions I have to ask people in heaven. What was that like? We know that God is with us in His presence, but then to be translated and not see death. But we ought to have such a relationship with God that it is but just that simple step from one place to the other. But that faith is tied to our walk with God. I'll make this statement. I'll close. 
His translation, while certainly remarkable, was not the greatest thing about Enoch from the perspective of Scripture. The greatest thing about Enoch was the faith he had before his translation that revealed his faith in God. The end of verse 5, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. I know what we mean when we say this, when we talk of Enoch, he's the one who didn't die. He's the one that God translated. But you've got to look at why he was translated. Because he had this testimony before. Well, I want to please God. Well, when you're getting started. Well, you, 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 we, have, we, have, we have those who, who, who are out of our church on the mission field, those who feel called to go to the mission field, and, and you want to read of the, the faith of great missionaries that have, that have already lived and died. And Boy, I, I'd love to have, I'd love to have the, the, the faith to be able to do the things that they did. Well, when are you going to get started? Pastor, I want, I want to be the kind of church member that, that you can depend on. I want to be the kind of church member that pleases God. And, and could we not as a church just, well, we want to do great things for God. Well, friend, when are you going to get started? I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about teaching a Sunday school class, although if you should teach a Sunday school class, teach that Sunday school class. But I'm talking about your walk with God. When are you going to get started? Hey, young adult, you grew up in a Christian home. You've grown up in a Bible-preaching church. You have been taught the Word of God. Matter of fact, you can recite more Scripture than a lot of people. You've forgotten more Scripture than a lot of people can even quote. But when are you going to get started, not just reciting facts and having Bible knowledge and say, God is more than just somebody in a spiritual textbook. He's the God who created me. He's the God of the heavens. He's the God who has saved me. He's the God who wants to fellowship with me, and I can fellowship with him. When are you going to get started? Hey, mom and dad, when are you going to get started? Uh, you want your children to have a walk with God of their own? When are you going to get started? When are you going to get started every day saying, this is my time with God and I'm going to have faith in Him and I'm going to meet with Him and whatever this book speaks to me, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to believe that when I pray, I have faith that He hears me and my, prayer, my prayers are going to grow in confidence. They're going to grow in power because of my relationship with Him. When are you going going to get started. Christian, how many days are going to go by? How many weeks are going to go by? How many birthdays are you going to celebrate before you take advantage of what we all know as a Christian is an opportunity to walk with God? I'm thankful for your service. I was mindful yesterday. I took time to pray for many people and many things and reflect on the good people of our church those who have worked behind the scenes and always working behind the scenes. I'm thankful for the faithfulness of our, those that, that are in our music program and all the different ministries. But you cannot separate faith from your walk with God. When you, if you don't have one tonight, when are you going to get started? There's an old saying, didn't originate with me about the Word of God. This book will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from this book. How ashamed are we going to be as Christians when we do enter in His presence? 
And our favorite TV show was more important than fellowshipping with our God. How ashamed are we going to be as Christians? Will we enter into his presence and we offer, we won't offer an excuse, but for illustration's sake, we offer the feeble excuse of, well, I was just too busy. I know we live in a different day and generations with technology and everything. The world has changed so much in the, 30, in the last 30 years. But could you imagine if Christians spend as much time in that book as they spend on their cell phone? I want you to do something. If you've got a smartphone, it will tell you how much screen time you've had this past week. Compare that to your Bible time. Compare that to your prayer time. It might do some well to go back to the old flip phone at least then, one, it'll, it'll protect you in other ways, but at least then you don't have the distraction of always looking at what everybody else is saying instead of what God is saying, instead of looking at something that's not even real and saying, oh, I'd have an aspiration to have something like that. Look at the Word of God and the fellowship with God. And by the way, it's been a while, and you can tell I'm, I want to get out of quarantine. Parents, it might do you good to take the cell phone away from your children, take the screens away from their children. I promise you they're into things you don't know they're into, but they might speak spend a little more time in the Word of God if they just had more time. Faith to walk with God. This is not real popular preaching, but it's the preaching we need. Because if we don't have a walk with God, we don't have the faith that we need. Well, I just, I, I, I didn't spend more time with you, 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 Lord, because we're going to be ashamed. You know, there's not going to be an excuse department in heaven, but if there was, I think Enoch would be in charge of it. And why couldn't you walk with the Lord? This is vital. Our church is blessed. We have many generations in our church. We have many in our church who've been faithful for decades. I promise you they would attribute to faith and faith that's tied directly to the Word of God and fellowship with God. How's your walk? How's your faith? Pastor, I want to please God, but I don't have any talent. That's not how you please God. You please God by being faithful with what he gives you the opportunity to be faithful with. And there's not one of us who can't carve out a little bit of time in our day. I mean, he gives us 24 hours. He get, this ought to convict us. Oh, 
We, we, we make sure that DVR is set. We don't want to miss it. Or, or I've got to find out through social media what's going on here and there and what's going on here and there. But yet, you have the eternal words of God. And how many Christians had to look for it this morning because they haven't cracked it open since last Sunday? No wonder we as a people have weak faith. There's a lot wrong in our nation. There's a lot right in our nation, but there's a lot wrong. Don't even get me started on this whole pandemic with abortion clinics and things of that nature. Let me remind you, judgment begins at the house of God. We need, I say that to say this. Your walk with God is important. Your walk with God is vital. You want to please God? One common thread we can all please God is faith. Faith, the 